In separate cases in Illinois, dozens of women have accused their OBGYNs of committing medical and sexual battery while undergoing medical exams. Here to talk about what happens when a woman accuses her doctor of sexual assault is Jody Madeira, a professor and co-director of the Center for Law, Society, and Culture at Indiana University's Maurer School of Law. Jody, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Jody, in situations where a person goes to see an OBGYN and feels like maybe the doctor did something outside the scope of what you would consider standard care, or simply they just felt they were touched inappropriately or made to feel uncomfortable, legally speaking, what are their options? So I think that the first thing one needs to do if one's in this a very unfortunate and traumatic situation is just write down what happened, right? Uh, get what happened down on paper in a form or preferably on a computer where it can be saved and brought up just to, number one, decipher if there's a pattern. Number two, if you hear of something uh, with this provider in the news, perhaps, creating a contemporaneous record is very important. It establishes accountability and legitimacy and helps substantiate claims. Also, I think that it might help to reach out to an attorney. Medical malpractice attorney comes to mind and you know, just talk through what happened. The third thing one can do is get their medical records. And fourth, uh, it's always possible as well to make a complaint to the medical licensing board in the state in which the physician practices. So should patients in this case go talk to the hospital? Should they call the police or first go to the lawyer? So I think that they should go to the lawyer first because you don't know if what has happened is a crime. So I would not want to approach a hospital as a patient until I knew that I had someone in my corner who was backing me up, who was listening to me, who had told me that what had happened was wrong, was a legal tort, medical malpractice, or a crime such as sexual assault. And I would want that person to go with me. One of the things that I always think about is when we go see our doctor, we have to fill out all these forms and essentially we give them consent to touch us, right? So how how is this different? So I think that this is largely a gut feeling. And, and oftentimes I think we as patients, particularly female patients, don't trust our gut. And so when we go in to talk with a doctor to you know, be examined by a doctor, the consent we give is limited. It is for a clinical touching, not a sexual touching, not a touching that is uh, in any way non-therapeutic. And of course, any touching that is delivered that is not therapeutic, that is meant for the physician's gratification, is not a touching to which we consent as patients. And I can imagine that this is when that gray area kind of comes in, because as an attorney, you know, Can you legally defend, say, a gut instinct or when somebody says they feel uneasy? You know, how does that translate to to a legal argument? That's a great question. So I think that often that gut feeling leads us to realize that there are things that are wrong, that there are touchings that are wrong, that there are comments that are wrong. They lead us to larger patterns. They can't be the end-all and be-all just in and of themselves. You can't prosecute someone based on a feeling, for example. But they're often the indication that, hey, something is wrong here. This does not feel right. And I think that, you know, they open the doors to greater, deeper understandings of patterns. Uh, Take, for example, the Me Too movement. These women who were victimized by these harassers, perpetrators, you know, predators, had sometimes only feelings to go on until greater harms occurred. And so... If we consistently have, for example, as female patients, that a certain provider is creepy, if the doctor caresses our arms and tells us how good we look, 
and that has nothing to do with what we're there for, for the physical examination, for the procedure that we're there for, that might be a warning sign that we might want to get out of that doctor-patient relationship and find another provider, if we can, who does not do that, that does not raise that gut instinct. So that's, you know, another important part of those feelings. That's Jody Madeira, professor at Indiana University's Maurer School of Law. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so very much.